1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're here right through the summer, so don't go anywhere. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me tonight is Alex Ray. Good evening. It's great to be here. Get a bit of respite for the sun, all. I know you should see your nose. <laughs> That's because it's close to the sun. Size <laughs> you need to get in the shade a little bit. Remember, you can give us a call tonight, 01419511025. The big news today that the Scottish Premiership will aim to resume behind closed doors at the start of August. The top flight clubs have been given the go-ahead to return to training from the 11th of June after talks with Sports Minister Joe Fitzpatrick earlier today. Talks on how the lower leagues can return Alex, continuing. Yeah, I think uh, it's important to try and get some definitive uh, resolution to this, Alison. I think you mentioned uh, the 11th of June. I think there's certain clubs going back around about the 15th or 16th to try and get back into training with a view to uh, getting up and running in uh, early August, uh, which is nine weeks away. This mm-hmm. is a really good uh, sign. It's... it's uh, it it's, it's depends on how we go Can we get into phase two? Can we take things forward? Is the, are we below the R rate? And all the medical advice coming And they'll be in consultation with uh, the officials So I, I, I embrace this I think it's great We were excited about the news uh, mm-hmm. Earlier on when it broke Yeah, Neil Doncaster, SPFL Chief Executive Has put out a statement Delighted the Scottish Government Have given the green light For the resumption of football training in June We now have a firm target of starting the 2021 Premiership season on the weekend of the 1st of August. That's a major step forward. We'll continue working with the Championship League 1 and League 2 to gauge their availability to start the season and if so, when, which may vary hugely between clubs. So he's saying, you know, it's it's not a one-size-fits-all when you come out of the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of discussions to be had. I think uh, League 1 and League 2 most certainly will struggle to do that, Alison. Uh, The Championship, there's teams within that who are looking to try and get up and running in August mm-hmm. there's other teams saying that they can't afford to do it uh, due to the fact that there's no income coming through the doors so you have teams who are uh, able to and others who can't afford it now I was just speaking to you just before we come on air and I'm saying how could we get to a place where we could actually get that up and running now yep. they're estimated to be about £4,000 a week mm-hmm. for testing alone now a lot of these clubs couldn't afford that because there's no money coming through the door and I was just thinking could we get a just giving page for the football family across the whole of Scotland to try and contribute? Dumbarton done it recently. Mm-hmm. I think they raised £100,000. So whether that's something that... I'm just thinking outside the box how we can help the championship Yeah, because teams. testing is, is a major stumbling block for, for so many of the, the lower league clubs to restart because yeah. you're talking about an extra £14,000 a month. Uh, Alison, they, they, they cannot afford to do that. Now, uh, we just give you an example of Dumbarton raising uh, £100,000. Mm-hmm. So if we could maybe something like that, but you're not guaranteed to actually get that money through the door. I, I feel as if there would be a... a uh, can I, the the public would back this. I think there's people. Is it saving football? Yeah, absolutely. Because of the numbers that go through uh, the turnstiles, uh, and I know it's difficult times for everyone at the moment. But if you said to someone, "Can you afford a fiver over the course of a month?" and it was thousands and thousands of people, we may well be getting some testing at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but without that, it may well be the case that the champion championship first division second division have to be mothballed until probably around about uh, January time yeah a little bit more of Neil Doncaster's statement 
We have to take all steps necessary to ensure we can have a sustainable league campaign. That means a safety first approach with games initially played behind closed doors and a range of measures to protect players and staff. The return of crowds is something we all want to see and we will be working with clubs, government and medical professionals to return safely to playing in front of fans as soon as we can. So a lot of clubs not in favour of it. Fans not necessarily in favour of these closed door games but it's a way to get the game back up and running. Yeah, as I said, it's nine weeks, Alison, and I didn't see fans coming through the door right for the off from day one. Yeah. I just didn't see it. You know, you have to take the medical advice. I think you were talking about safety as paramount. You have to, you know, because of where we are, we have to take this serious. So I think uh, closed door games... Uh, <laughs> I was saying to you I've been watching some of the German stuff and uh, some of it's a wee bit because of that lack of atmosphere I'm thinking oh it's a bit difficult but I watched Bayern uh, Munich and, and Dortmund the other night and when, regardless if you're watching top class yeah. players I really enjoyed it just because of the level I was watching so uh, it'll be difficult for people to adjust and then then the question will be posed Will it be virtual season tickets? How yeah, do you Yeah, because as long as fans can see it, that would ease it a bit admit, for them that they, if they can't be in the ground, as long as they can see their team. Yeah, well, listen, I think if you look at Germany at the moment, you know, I'm sure the fans would love to be at the game. However, I think they'll be looking uh, uh, through television, satellite and so forth. So they'll be looking at Alison and going, right, OK, but when can we get back? And, and then that's the next phase because mm-hmm. I was saying to you, at some stage down the line, depending on safety, could you put a quarter of the capacity and, and do social distancing? Yeah, because there must there, you would think there would be a phased return Absolutely. for fans because you can't go from no fans to 50,000 fans yeah, a in a week. It won't happen. It won't happen and it has to be done uh, incrementally over over time where they'll probably let in a quarter of the fans social distancing and depending on where they are rate is, depending on where we are uh, uh, further down the line because... Through this whole process, Alison, we've always said time. We don't know. So as we've gone along the process, more and more has been revealed. So we're obviously starting on the 11th of June. A lot mm-hmm. of teams will be back pre-season. Start the, the season in August and then further down the line. So it may well be, I don't know, September, October. You might actually start seeing some fans being allowed as long as all they put all the measures. Uh, and I know that clubs have actually been uh, in communication with uh, the safety officers about potentially getting fans in because mm-hmm. that has to be... They need to work towards it. Without yeah. a doubt. In terms of training as well, that's that's the first thing that's going to happen on the 11th of June. There's a lot of work for clubs to do leading up to that because there's a lot of changes to be made. We had John Kennedy on last night and he was speaking about, you know, they'll be training in small groups. And for the players, it'll be a bit different, but the coaches yeah. are going to have to change their mindsets and how they work with them as well. Yeah, and it will have to be staged as well, Alison, mm-hmm. because of the, the segregation, you know, as you say, there'll be small groups, the coaching staff, and they might have to bring them in every couple of hours and just try and get the place cleared up. They'll have to uh, disinfect all the balls and, and, and all that type of thing mm-hmm. as well. So you have to take all the measures. I was seeing Hamilton as well, you know, they've put that uh, kind of... Decontamination tunnel. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They should, <laughs> they should put them everywhere. And uh, But I, I think the fact that they're actually starting to implement these type of things, mm-hmm. uh, and it's purely for safety, uh, but, you know, th- th- this has given me a lot of hope today, but we can actually start seeing a little bit of light somewhere down the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number. What do you make of this announcement today that it looks like the Scottish Premiership will resume the first weekend in August? Um, Davy in Barhead has given us a call. Hello, Davy. Hi, how you doing? All right, Alex. How you Hi, doing, good, Davy. Good, Davy. Me- nice to see you. It's always good to see you in a Rangers jersey, by the way. <laughs> uh, Thanks very much. What, what, what I was like, uh, what I'd like to uh, my comment is don't let us see before uh, I send can I get my comments through before uh, I, I, uh, I go back to you yeah, of course. Aye. Right. Uh, my first comment I'd like to make 
I was like to think that the SFP are totally embarrassed by closing the football league this early, especially the Scottish Premier. Uh, Rangers had to play Celtic twice, and they got a game in hand, which is nine points. 13 points ahead of Rangers, fair enough. People might say, no, 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 it's not going to happen. But that's technicality. So therefore, five games left after that, that's four points ahead. You can possibly have another helicopter Sunday. But the SFA and their beaks decided, no, we'll shut it. Right, no, that's, that's my first point. And then Celtic turned around and says, then Celtic turned around and says, they've been in contact with UEFA. Uh, and they've given them all the details and the, all the rest of it, and they went by UEFA's uh, compliances. But isn't it right that Peter Lowell is now part of UEFA? So obviously they were in contact with UEFA because they sat next door to them. Uh, and my last point, and, and I'd like to make uh, even better, is the fact that English. Premier League, they're actually going to start playing their, their games in about a fortnight's time. All right, maybe behind closed doors. But I actually find it actually disgusting that the SFA have went this way and closing the, the league so early. I mean, okay, they've got their reasons and whatever, but I actually think it's a I think the SFA should actually hang their heads in shame. Davey, first of all, I need to correct you on that. It's nothing to do with the SFA. It's yeah, the SPFL, SPFL yeah. who have made this decision. Oh, you know the clubs, I mean? the clubs oh, voted oh, it through. And right. I'm going to pick up on a couple yeah, of other points sure. as well. Davey's got a point. The Premier League down south, they are going to resume. They're going yeah. to start playing. They want to finish the season. Finances have got a big part to play yeah. in this. And in Scottish football, we don't have those finances. And a decision had to be made at some point so clubs could start planning for the future as well I, I get both sides of the argument because there is a frustration that the season couldn't be finished and I think every player every manager every fan wanted doubt, the yeah. season to be finished but in another side a decision had to be taken at some point yeah and uh, going back to because I, I said when I came into the studio earlier on when you think about potentially football getting up and running in August they could potentially have got the eight games or nine mm-hmm. games played They've made the decision early to pr- put the proposal, and I think it's the teams that have actually voted at Alison because the it's the SPFL members who actually vote. Yeah. Um. I was never quite happy. We don't want to go down that whole road about how the the, the kind of prize money was attached to it all and the votes and the whole shooting match. However, uh, England, the Bundesliga, and La Liga mm-hmm. is all driven by money, Alison. They were actually talking between something like seven hundred and fifty million. Money that we, they were going to lose if they didn't. Yeah, they would have had to have paid it back, and it would yeah. have left them in such a, a horrendous position. And uh, you know, I think there's actually potential uh, liability for some of these mm-hmm. as well in terms of uh, missing out and some stuff. So, I can understand why these these countries were actually spending so much money on testing and things, but I don't think we would have been able to actually afford that uh, at the level over the course of yeah. this period. Um, but. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what his point was in terms of the UEFA uh, but the English Premiership are most certainly getting back up in a couple of weeks because it, it of It was money. saying about UEFA and inquiries were made that the SPFL and SFA went to UEFA basically to say look what would happen if we cancelled the league they just wanted a bit of clarity on it before they made any sort of decision Yeah well I think they did not write to them five yep. or six days before the vote I think that was one mm-hmm. of the things that Rangers had flagged up uh, I think they made a, an issue of that um, Purely for the point of view, the, the vote hadn't even been cast yet. Yeah, yeah. I you think know, it was for a sense of clarity in terms of where, where they would lie if it happened. Yeah, well, the th- I suppose I've got to try everything. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, they obviously went to UEFA, but you know, they still went to Sky as well, see what the BT, Ladbrooks, and also uh, the other uh, broadcasters to see what the actual mitigating was as well, uh, and being more open. 
and transparent about the actual avenues which they went down because I'm not exactly sure, you know, everything seemed to be a wee bit cloak and dagger. Davey, how do you feel about, about the season returning behind closed doors as a, a Rangers well, fan? How do you feel about that? Well, you know, you know if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be. But can I come back on to this, this part about the uh, season uh, finishing early? Yeah. In 2008, Peter Lowell made a statement that when Rangers are requested, uh, can they have a, a sort an of extension. extension. Mm. Right? Peter Lowell turned around and says, and they take taken it over the game, the league must be played in full and finished on a certainty. No matter what the integrity is, that game uh, must be finished and the league must be... Okay, it's, it's a different scenario. We're talking about a global football. pandemic that stopped football. Yes, I, it's I, a totally different I, thing. I Every single club yes, was I involved know, in this. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're saying, and I know exactly it's a pandemic, but I don't think the Celtic realise it's a pandemic because, like I said before, Celtic said they went to UEFA. Peter Lowell is on the UEFA board now, so they didn't have to go far to go to UEFA. Yeah, but it was the SPFL, it wasn't Celtic that went to UEFA, the SPFL and the SFA went to UEFA because they needed to know if they where, cut where they the league. Yeah, if you because. They didn't want to then cancel league, and then there's no European football yeah. either. They, so they, they had to they, they had to uh, they had to look into the possibilities because on the back of the Belgium uh, uh, teams and and the Belgium FA, they they actually w- were going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was uh, the UEFA head honcho basically said, "Listen, you need to hold fire," and they didn't do yeah. that for a, for a period of time. So I think uh, what the the SPFL were probably looking to do at that point was they were actually trying to get some sort of clarity because. Mm-hmm. If they got the resolution through to get the bottom three tiers closed, effectively that would have gave you the the mandate to do the same for the top flight. And but they didn't want to do that at the expense of the European spots because it would have killed uh, Rangers, Celtic, and Motherwell at this point. Whatever the decision was, nobody was ever going to agree. Of course, we all wanted football to be played, to be finished. But it it came to a point: when do you cancel it? When do you stop? Yep. There was winners, there was losers. Sure. As I say, it's a global pandemic. No, it's I, very, I, very difficult. I get that, Alison. And, and listen, as I, as I said earlier on, and it's, we've been going on about this for the best part of two months. For me, I think they should actually kind of took a wee bit longer to actually make the decision. They should have took a lot more information, mm-hmm. found out all the stuff I've just mentioned earlier now, all the broadcasting stuff, all the policies, the pros, the cons, yep. go over to UEFA, find out all that stuff, and then make the decision. For me, they, they actually done it within two days. It was far too quick, and it would have bought them time. Uh, and now everybody's kind of saying well, we might as well have got that uh, played Thanks to Davey for his call Going to stay on the lines And Frank and Mary Hill has given us a call as well Hello Frank Hello Frank We don't appear to have Frank Frank appears to have disappeared <laughs> <laughs> I think he wanted to talk about league reconstruction Yeah Oh God where do you start with that Alison? Uh, yeah, when but I, that's another question for when the Premiership starts. What are we going to have? Well, this is absolutely right. And, uh, you know, Anne Budge has put a proposed 14 14 and potentially 14 or 16, depending if you put Kelty and uh, Brora into the mix. Mm-hmm. Alison, I never thought this would ever get off the ground. See the fact that six teams had done a consensus. Uh, they'd done a consensus uh, a couple of weeks ago to say that they would not vote in favour of the, the reconstruction. I don't see what's actually changed within that period of time. Mm-hmm. I think Anne Bodge is clutching at straws, can back down this road, and all it's doing is eating up time. Now, if you look at some of the teams that have come out, Stenhouse, Muir, Cowdenbeath, uh, Ayr, you know, there's, uh, there's some men and have been um, uh, not that sympathetic as well. So I cannot see for the life of me how reconstruction gets up and running. 
She's in the papers today and budget. And I understand a, a predicament because the way that they've been treated in terms of being kind of cast aside, they are most certainly worse off. So uh, she's been threatening it since day one. And now I think the reconstruction will get kiboshed. I'm not even sure it will get to a vote. Mm. And then uh, it's down to her whether she feels as if she can go down the legal route. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll speak to Gary Blantyre after the travel with Stephen. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy, until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard as football bosses announce that they're aiming for the Scottish Premiership to resume behind closed doors in the first weekend of August. 01419511025, the number you need. And we're going to speak to Gary and Blantar. Hello, Gary. Hi, Alison. Uh, hi, Alex. Hope you're doing well. And you, mate. Yeah, you. Um, I just, uh, I, I don't know, when I, while I was phoning up, I don't know if you can uh, explain to the, the, the first caller mm-hmm. um, about SFA and SPFL and who, who calls me. Um, but if you didn't me then, I'd just like to kind of educate and remind them. Um, the SFA had nothing to do with the, the league being called, yeah. clearly, as you, as you both know. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the SFA. Yeah, so we said that to him, yeah, yeah. We did say that to him. Yeah. Right, also, then... Um, the SPFL as well, they, they didn't call anything. The SPFL are the governing body of which the 42 member clubs mm-hmm. make, uh, they conduct votes, etc. So the 42 member clubs voted to, to finish the league's uh, championship, League 1 and 2, yeah. and then obviously have the option for the, uh, the, the Premier League, mm-hmm. uh, the Premiership to, to be called. Now, I'm pretty sure as well that when it came to deciding that the Premiership was called, finished, Celtic champions, part relegated, I'm pretty sure that was the 12 Premiership clubs who voted unanimously for that to happen. Is that right? Well, there's a mm. bit of debate of that, Gary, because uh, we, we reported that last week that it was been yeah. said that the uh, coming, I think it was from the SPFL, that there was a unanimous. However, there was uh, reports a day or two after that two of the clubs did not vote uh, as as were reported. So you'd suggest that that would probably be Hearts and um, Rangers. Yeah. Right, okay. Because uh, obviously that would be part of the mitigation as well for Anne Budge. You could imagine her voting to cancel the league and then think, I'm going to go down the legal route. I, I'm not sure yeah. that that would no. do her any favours, but that's just a side issue. Gary, how do you feel, as a, you're a Celtic fan, about the yeah. Scottish Premiership resuming it will be behind closed doors initially? Um, look, if it's safe to do so, then great, it's good to have football back. It's just a pity that it couldn't have been black hell enough for Celtic to win the league on the park. Mm-hmm. To kind of mitigate against these deluded Rangers fans talking about uh, the nine points that they got for the, the game in hand plus the two firm games. Um, but that aside, no, we're good to have the football back. Um, even better when fans can actually go back to the games because, like Alex mentioned, uh, I've watched a few of the German games on TV mm-hmm. and as much as it's good to see live football, um, apart from the, the Munich and Dortmund game, it's been pretty. It's been, I don't know. It's no made for debuting. It's been bang average, you know. It's been bang average, Gary. Yeah. But uh-huh. do, you know, do you know the thing is though? You know, you're watching all these uh, reruns of games for yesteryear. I, I was watching yep. Germany England. Uh, I think it was the other night, last night. And uh, any bit of football at all that's been played uh, in any yeah. any platform, you're watching it because we live and breathe the game. We we watch games. We love to see players doing it. So yeah. obviously, we like watching the guys from from uh, the past years. However. 
it's the guys that are doing it at the moment that you want to see the most. You know, mm-hmm. the team that you exactly. support. Absolutely. So it's a it's a first step, but I think we really have to emphasise as well they're aiming to get back in the first of all. Yeah, it depends you know, how phase one goes. This is when it goes into phase two. Sure. So we we need to wait and see. Obviously, we've just gone into phase one today, and it's how. Everybody reacts to that and what it what it yeah. does. Yeah, and, and and also you have to look at the testing as well over yeah. the coming weeks as well, Alison. In terms of how many players get it, I know there's been three or four down in England, which is when you consider the amount of tests that they've done, it's a very small fraction. So that's not bad. No, um, and you have to take it into account. I think most people are uh, doing the the decent thing uh, and they're trying to abide to the social distancing, you know, being uh, in the house and so forth. So over the coming weeks, then we'll have to get to that point where you know we can get the players back on the pitch and then try and get the punters back into the grounds because, as you said, Gary, without punters, it becomes very difficult. And and, and I mean, from a financial point of view as well... It's a massive fr- revenue. Plus a spectacle. You know, you look at some of the games, as you've said, uh, over in uh, Germany. And one of the things that, that I'd recognised, Alison, in Germany, you know, they, they, normally the, the home teams do very well. It's a very high percentage yep. uh, win their games. But it's actually like draws and away teams have actually. So you think to yourself, oh, could be up with a few upsets, you know, behind yeah. closed door. And so it's been something because been... you don't have the fans to, to drive them on. Absolutely, so. yeah. You've you've got that as you say the you know the, the extra man because of the big crowd. So listen, some of the wee teams will be maybe hoping to play behind <laughs> behind closed doors. But I think from a financial point of view, for some of the teams as well, they'll be desperate to get punters through. And again, that's something they're going to have to look at over the coming weeks whether they're going to get virtual season tickets you know some of the clubs have actually sold good numbers so far yep. how that's how's that shape and form is that going to be Alison are you going to they're going to stream that through their social media uh, I think Sky's going to have to have a part to play within that as well and try to get stuff out there's some money owed to other broadcasters are they going to maybe give them some games where they can maybe televise or uh, report on them as well so there's a lot of things that you can actually do because they're still outstanding monies owed to our broadcasting mm. partners and media partners. Absolutely. Thanks to Gary for his call. I'm going to stay on the lines. We've got John and Barhead. Hello, John. Hi, Alison. Hi, Alec. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, I've just got a couple of wee points here, right? Yeah. The way I see it, right, the Dutch, they've done it right way. No winners, no relegation, right? And point two... And scrap the Scottish Cup this year because Herb Rod Petrie says doesn't matter. Scottish Cup's going to be played again in the next March. Just call that quits. And plus, I've got a third wee, but a wee, a wee joke. <laughs> I heard if the Italians don't call the league, Celtic says they will take it. <laughs> uh, very good, very good, John. I can hear people screaming. Yeah, I can hear people yeah. screaming at the tranny as, as we speak. That's how I done that. Uh, well, listen, it's it's part of the world now. Going back to the Scottish Cup, I, I said a couple of weeks ago when this was uh, uh, aired, there is two sides to this, Alison. The four teams who are actually in the semi-finals will be desperate for it to play. You get yep. an op- you opportunity to get silverware financially for the clubs. It'll be good also, and then you have the other side of it where. Potentially if hearts go down Dude, there's, a, there's a scenario right If they can't get the championship up and running mm-hmm. And they don't start to January I'm not exactly sure where hearts will be Financially at that point How many players do they have to let go Rip up contracts Don't know if they'll have a manager if they go down Because I, Stendhal's free, Daniel Stendhal's free to, free to walk away So there's so many aspects to look at that Depending where they are And then they're talking about maybe getting up and running In 2021 because you'll have supporters in mm-hmm. What state will have Alex, can I come back in again? If you just let me finish, John. But if, what, what's, oh, sorry, what, sorry, what, Alex. Sorry, what, so I'm saying, well, what's what state will Hearts be? Now you look mm-hmm. at uh, the 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 released a uh, who was the right back, uh, Whitaker. Yeah, 
Stephen uh, and he's saying that he'll obviously not be part of that he'll well somebody else brought this up earlier in the week it could be different squads that are playing that's, that's my point in no, the semi-finals yeah, yeah. Well, than actually and, and went I'm right through the competition so the, the, the integrity of the competition has been compromised but I get why teams uh, particularly the SFA the SFA are desperate for money Alison like everyone mm-hmm. else plus the teams uh, and, and to get some silverware so there is two elements to it and then obviously <laughs> I'm sure it'll be uh, over the coming months that will be uh, an issue for certain fans John do you want to come back in now Sorry for interrupting you there, Ali. Ali, you know what I was going to say, Alison and Alex? What happens here with the Scottish Cup, right? If it did go ahead, right, and players get sold on, right? So if players get sold on, right, say Hearts, Hibs, right? Mm -hmm. What happens if they end up cup-tied? So that means they couldn't play. That's the scenario I'm thinking about. Well, I think the the Cup wouldn't, Resume the Scottish Cup isn't going to resume in August or probably September, so it would be into the the new season. Well, the I'm absolutely so cup tied, Alison. I think the the first round of the Scottish Cup for some some of the SPFL teams is uh, around about January, Alison. Yeah, it was the twenty third of January. Aye, that's for... So that's for the first round of for the top you eight would... teams in so, Scotland. Yeah, so I, I I get what John says, but you think when it then goes into the new tournament. They wouldn't be cup tied because it'd be the start of a new no no and you would like to, you'd like to think they'd be okay to play for their other teams yeah. and now the the, the the one of the issues with this as well Alison Rangers Celtic Aberdeen will all be able to sign players as well so yeah. it won't be the exact same squad players so I, I still think the integrity has been compromised by teams may well be weaker uh, going into the, the the following year particularly Hearts if they don't have, don't play until January so yeah. most certainly be weaker because they've not been played for the best part of what seven eight months. So you know, but I get that. I get. I understand why they want to play it because financially, the opportunity to get it there, and they've earned the right to get there. So there's two sides to this. Alex, Alison, thanks for taking my call. By the way, no problem Pleasure, at all. John. Thanks, John. There's so many questions that we don't yeah. know the answer to. You in terms of the Scottish Cup, I get that. But you would like to think, as I say, you play in one tournament, one tournament, and it goes into the next season's one. You're not going to be cup tied from the the. The w- season before I wouldn't imagine No I, don't, I just I, See the thing is We're going to have to be A wee bit inventive uh, Think outside the box as well Arson, Because you can't cup tie people Going into the next year Because they're trying to play uh, You know the, the, the competition for the year uh, Before I, I think they're hell bent in, in making it happen Ian Maxwell Has always said That his aim Because it is only the, the three games essentially that they could get that played yeah and I understand why Ian Maxwell will want to get them played Alison because obviously you would have uh, three games at Hamden mm-hmm. you know obviously the revenue from that would be great for, for we the, don't have many fans would be there but yeah well, but if, it, if it's the 2021 yeah. there's a bit of a chance of you actually filling the stadium Alison then as if you have it similar to what England are talking about England are talking about having it in the end of July the first weekend of uh, August so they, they are actually talking about getting it up, uh, done and dusted uh, right away, Alison, and that's just related to try and get the competition out because if you're talking about having it next year, you have all the issues that I've just mentioned. Absolutely. We, we touched on Hearts as well and I mentioned Daniel Stendhal and the fact that he is free to essentially leave the club yes. if they go down to the Championship. And Budge has been speaking about that as well and she thinks he probably will only stay on if it's top-flight football. Once we have some degree of certainty over something then we'll obviously talk again. Um, Daniel has expressed a desire to come back. He feels, you know, there's a job unfinished. 
didn't get a chance to finish it. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously continue to talk. But right now, it's very difficult, as you can imagine. Uh, I mean, clearly the world of football has changed. So, um, you know, who knows? But Daniel made it clear when he joined us, you know, he didn't want to be managing in the uh, Scottish Championship. Will that situation have changed? You know, until we have the conversation, I can't be sure. So no, we, uh, we've, I've still got a lot to talk about, which is why I'm so frustrated because I can't even begin these conversations at this point in time. Yeah, without doubt, Alison, you, you look at what she's saying there, there was obviously a, a thing uh, put in his contract where if they got relegated, there was an option for him to walk away. Uh, mm -hmm. But the question will be, has he done a good enough job Regardless, now I take on board they still had eight games to get yep. out of this position So you have to cut them a little bit of slack from that point of view But in terms of the actual time that he was in at the club I wouldn't say they were pulling up any trees They've done okay uh, in the in the Scottish Cup But the bread and butter was the, the, the league for them to get out of that position They were He was heavily backed as well when you look at Liam Boyce and that get These guys like that, they were paying a lot of money So um, will, will the situation change? Will he come back and manage in the Championship? I think the bigger question is, would Hearts want him there, having yeah. seen the job he's already done? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not exactly sure he's done a good enough job to warrant coming back in and getting the opportunity to take them back up. I just wanted to pick up on something that the, a lot of talk on Twitter about, you know, that the Scottish Premiership clubs agreed unanimously that the season couldn't be yes. completed. Now, there's two sides to this. Rangers, of course, voted against the proposal that yeah. would effectively see the Scottish Premiership season ended. The clubs agreed at a later meeting yeah, that's that it could be ended. About, so yeah, I think they they agreed in principle that it couldn't be completed. Well, the the the, the most recent one, Alison, came out that it was unanimous. Yeah, uh, that the was Friday. Yes, that was the the information that was mm -hmm. getting getting put out. I was on the show, and uh, yeah. I was, and we get callers on the show saying, "I'm surprised that Rangers have actually backed us to end end the the season and so forth." And then I read an article within a couple of days later which contradicted that statement saying it was unanimous and two clubs had actually said that they were not happy to do that and that's the most recent vote that you're talking about to mm -hmm. end the top flight. The same as the 12 clubs agreed. It doesn't say unanimously agreed, but the 12 clubs agreed because they did agree because the season had to had to end. Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't know what the actual voting process or what they are, but, uh, so I'm not saying that they actually agreed to that, mm -hmm. but because of the amount of numbers, it might have actually just says that gets them over the line to, to call an end to it. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to thompsons.com. Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy, through until 7 o'clock on this sunny Friday evening. It's lovely. It's my anniversary as well, 27 years oh, married. Oh, happy anniversary. I never told you. No, but you anyway, didn't. it's good to get a, a news break for you. How, how are you celebrating it? You can't go out, you can't... No, 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 I'm going to, uh, I'm nice going to get a nice meal. Yeah, absolutely, a nice meal tonight, yeah. Absolutely. 01419511025, the number you need. Andy in Finiston is on the line. Hello, Andy. Hello, Alison, Ali, how are you doing? Good, Andy. Good. Just a couple of people. You see, uh, now they're talking about football starting in August. Mm -hmm. Are they going to let teams play like pre-season friendlies before? You know, because I'm just thinking about Rangers. Obviously, I'm a Rangers fan, but, mm -hmm. you know, the way the Germans have started, and we've still got a second leg to play, so I'm trying to work out how that would work out. And I, could be my, I could even be one of our first games, you know, if you ever decide to carry on with the tournament. 
Or the Europa League match Yeah against yeah. Leverkusen that, That's a very good point Yeah it's not been outlined yet Obviously today it's just been announced The initial kind of plans are That training will resume on the 11th of June And they're looking to restart the Scottish Premiership season The first weekend in August There's no details as to what can happen in between that I mean yeah. essentially it depends how training goes in this second phase because they're starting in small groups you would need to get to a point that you can have full training before you can then actually go on play and a, play a game yeah absolutely and I, I, I would imagine they'd be have to facilitate some sort of thing Alison because mm-hmm. I, I read something today that the Europa League and the Champions League were looking to actually host the remaining games in one area Yeah. so they would have all the games under one uh, somewhere in Spain as an example mm-hmm. they would have every, all the teams there and would play at a particular stadium uh, to, to finalise that and then they would uh, the finals uh, so um, I, I, I'm absolutely certain that the Europa uh, League and Champions League will play to a conclusion because of the finances now we've mentioned the, the, the Bundesliga the La Liga and uh, you know the Premier League the money that floats about at that level of football is phenomenal so I would expect them to try and get that game but it's a very good point because I don't think anybody's actually covered that Andy because most certainly they'll have to play It's so early in the planning that, that it's not come in yet but it is a valid point because every club wants to play pre-season friendlies before yeah. you start competitive football And and I think you know they were obviously saying that the, the League Cup will probably have to get sacrificed which was part of everyone's build up to the season starting Alison you know, Which for some clubs is their pre-season absolutely. friendlies so, and, as such They usually play one or two games mm-hmm. before they go into the, the round robin in the, the wee league formats that they were having so Again, clubs will have to find uh, fixtures to play. How that's going to be done, I suppose it'll be similar to what they're doing, Alison, in terms of behind closed doors. You know, they'll have all the testing, they'll have all the the screening that they've got at Hamilton with the the, the spray with the disinfectant to try and make it as safe as possible, and just try and just try and be as normal as you can. Obviously, without the fans being there. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, you know, I've got an actual few percent of data then roughly. No, there's no. nothing, no, no plans um, from UEFA as yet as to when this can resume. Obviously, they're looking at every every, every league, league at the moment yeah. because every league is is doing something a little bit different. So it's very difficult yeah. for UEFA at the moment as it uh, is for every league. The, the, the problem that they have is there's teams, there's countries that are actually behind where other people are. You look at the Bundesliga, they're up and running. So the Germans are ahead of the curve, if you like. So, you know, teams that are actually just going back to training on the, the 11th of June, like Rangers will be a disadvantage. They'll have to be able to get up to a level of fitness, get some games under the belts before they can even compete mm-hmm. at the at that you know these games. But they're, they're, all these leagues, all the leagues that we're mentioning, so you've got the Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League, Champions League, things are all trying to get it all done and dusted before the beginning, middle of August, Alison. That way you can start the new season just a couple of weeks behind what you would normally have it, and it allows you to then get up and running. But it's all going to be very difficult because of the timing and trying to get all these the, the countries that are still in This there. is going to be by far in a way not the perfect pre-season for any club anywhere. No, it's unprecedented and uh, you know, you're having to uh, go along with the guidelines. You know, we've just got the rubber stamp to, to start training again, I think on the 11th mm-hmm. and then hoping to try and get up. But this is all depending on where we go for here on analysis because if anything happens and there's a rise in cases again I think they'll just go back to square one and just try and kind of bring it back again to try and get it under control and so the quicker we can get a kind of uh, you know a, a vaccine to try and overcome this the better because you know 
you're running the risk. And, and, and I think one of the key things is just to try and keep all the social distancing and try and keep all that in place. Because if we can do that as a, as a, a, as a nation and a country, then obviously we can actually try and get back to normality as best as possible. If you think of the number of questions that have come up just in the last 45 <laughs> minutes, right, that we don't know the answer to. You can imagine, right, you're sitting on a Zoom call, the SPFL, yep. the SFA, the sports minister... I mean, I it's mind-blowing when you actually think just the, the small amount of questions yeah. that have come up on the show tonight. Yes. There are so many things to think about, not just for Scottish football, for, for every league across the world. Alison, I got here about quarter to six, a wee bit later than normal, and yep. uh, as I said to you, oh, it's going to be quiet tonight, we've not got a lot to talk in. You went, well, actually, they've just called it because yep. actually get back up and running in August. I went, oh, lovely, that gives us... Then you've got the reconstruction, and now you've got guys like Andy coming on and... Posing questions, and I think and that's because I mean, we, we don't know, yeah. yeah. But do you know the great thing about it is, is it's all valid questions where you can actually start. Can I think to yourself, right? Okay, how do we do this? Now, obviously, the teams will be doing this on a daily basis. All these things, the governing body, SPFL, SFA, UEFA, and they'll constantly be batting things down, and they'll be looking for solutions to try and overcome all these uh, these issues. Thank you to Andy for his call. Frank and Mary Hill is finally on the line. Hello, Frank. Uh, apologies for the earlier. That's all right. A technical hitch, we'll call it. I thought you um, went away for your dinner. Uh, well, I could have. I could have. <laughs> but, uh, the point is, um, first of all, the caller at start who mentioned it could be could have been if it's league continued a helicopter Sunday in the last day of the season. I think he's probably actually quite right because I think the helicopter would have been for Mister Gerrard to take him straight back to Liverpool at the end of that game, the last game. Because if that league had continued, it would be 20 plus points. I don't think there's any doubt about that, the way things are going. But anyway, so there was the helicopter, Cindy. Alec. Yes. Um, a wee point to you. I would like you to please um, save us all the, the kind of nonsense uh, at Al, Mr. McCauley during the week. And I would like you to distance yourself completely, totally and unequivocally from his comments about tainted and asterisk titles. Could you do that here now, please? Frank, I said I said several weeks ago that there'll be supporters out there. Now, and this is a, the, the thing. I, I, be, I was on a group chat recently with some of my friends and they've actually tried to say there should be an asterisk to the 1972 uh, you, uh, kind of Rangers win in Barcelona, you know, the, the kind of... when the, the Barca Bears went and won it. So they're trying to put asterisks. So what I'm trying to say to you is, Frank... Depending which side you are, people will do that. Now, you've got to appreciate that, Frank. That's just the nature of the, the, where we live, yeah, that people yeah. try and do that. Now, because it was yeah. curtailed early, I can understand why people say, well, it wasn't actually one. Because mathematically, it wasn't. It? Now, there was a high probability, Frank, you would agree that Celtic would have been on. I think most mm. people would recognise that. The fact that they haven't got there would allow other fans. Surely you can see that other fans would say that, Frank. Because as I said the yeah. other day, Celtic fans were trying to say yeah. that it was an asterisk to the 1970 uh, European Cup winners uh, team, you know, with, with John Gregg and Big Derek Johnson. It's interesting because I actually phoned Big DJ to say yeah. to him, was there Can people... I actually get back on, Alec, and, and, and make the point? My point was not about other fans. I definitely put, try to maybe start the question, Alec. The question was directly at you, not what other fans... We all know what other fans think. I'm asking you here now, Alec, as a sporting person, the league was won fair and square. Everybody knows that. The league was won by the rules and won by democratic process. I'm saying to you, Alec Ray, will you please here and now distance yourself from any further talk of asterisks, 
are, are tainted or nonsense like that. Well, I've never mentioned well, tainted, Frank. I've never what? mentioned tainted, but I can understand. No, no, but I'm asking you, will you, will you stop even in fairness there should be some asterisks? Will you do that, yes or no? No, I think that it's an asterisk. I'm very much right, for the asterisk. Can I make a further comment in the TN? Okay, this, is the, this is the crux of the matter, you know, like... Yeah, well, go, Frank, because that's what you were obviously expecting, because you were waiting for this. Oh, what's that? You were obviously waiting for this. On you go, make your point. I like, I'm waiting for this and I would try to go on, but the point I'm trying to make to you is, and it's straightforward, you're saying that a club who played the games that were able to get played, who won the league fair and square by the rules, voted democratically, and that's a very important point here, Yeah. voted democratically and have been named champions, quite rightly. So you're saying, put an asterisk against them. Conversely, Alec, do what, what should be put against a club who won five titles when £50 million of taxpayers' money yeah. was used... No, let me speak, Alec, please. No, I'm just Don't listening, Frank. Carry on. Right. £50 million between the years 2000 and 2010. £50 financial scandal not in British football history but British sporting history the biggest financial scandal took place in those 10 years five titles were won during those Frank would you put asterisks to them I'm not finished yet well Frank we've only got a couple of minutes so you need to get your point done let me make my point I'm saying to you do you think a club who won and registered players and this is not me it's saying it's a Rangers official that said it under oath in the high court in Glasgow who was that who was that Frank during the, during the Craig White trial, his name escapes me, he said under oath that the players were registered in perfectly, quote-unquote. Now, you were one of them, Alec. You received money that was illegally taken from taxpayers, from hospitals. Right, from Frank, 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 no, well, the title should be white. I'm asking you now, Alec. Frank, I've asked you a question. You've got your body swerved it. Don't avoid the question, Alec. You're trying to get away from the question because of the end of the show. That's right, okay. So let me answer your question, Frank. You okay? If you can, do a wee bit, Frank. You want me to ask a question? On you go, Alex. Frank, so listen. Frank. Ask the question because you're not letting me. Do you think those five titles? I'm going to give you the answer, Frank, if you let me. Frank, speak we're it. rapidly running out of time. Okay, right, What's Frank. Answer, well, listen, I'll go back to my point where uh, the Celtic manager at that time, Martin O'Neill, says they were one on the pitch, Frank. That's good enough for me. So that's my first point. Now, Frank, and back to you, do you think there was asterisks in terms of the five titles that you've mentioned? When fifty million pounds stole, he played to your question. Yes, or no, yes or no, Frank. What? Yes or no yes answer? Because no, I'm rapidly so running out of time. time. It took you that long to get the question out, Frank. Yes or no? What is the question to me? I'm not interested with Martin O'Neill said. I'm interested with Alec Ray. But, is, but do you think Frank? Martin that fraud. Frank's body swerving the question, unfortunately, Alison. Yeah, so Frank, listen. Frank's. Yeah, no. He got to the question with me. I answered it. Frank's not got the actual. Uh, unfortunately, he's uh, duked out of the question. But listen, wherever we are, he will think it's an asterisk to it. I think there's an asterisk because it's not been won uh, mathematically. So mm. listen, wherever we are. It goes back to what you said about fans of different clubs are never going to agree on anything, yeah, however big 
or however small. Alison, this is the thing. So he's asked me that question there. I've actually answered the question. Then it goes back to, I say, in 1972, Celtic fans were questioning that. They will question uh, the early 2000s as well. And unfortunately, that's what fans do. But he wasn't even able and have the courteous to answer the question. Well, we are rapidly running out of time, as I said. I want to just mention something quickly. East Kilbride are yes. showing a little bit of ambition with their new management team. Exton Barton boss Stephen Aitken, and it will be Ian Durant. Brilliant. I'm glad, I'm glad for the two of them. They're two good guys. I thought uh, Stephen Aitken done a brilliant job at uh, Dumbarton. He will have an opportunity there because they're good guys, the Keane brothers who run, put a lot of money mm-hmm. into the community. And it's good to see we and Durant back in the mix. Bit of a challenge for them, not knowing what's going to happen, I yeah, suppose. Absolutely, it's nearly as much as challenge as Airby Frank. <laughs> well, that is about it for tonight. Alex will be for a lie down. Um, Andrew McLean is here on Monday night with Hugh Keevens. GBX is up next. Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com.